0: Welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. In a time when people are tightening their belt and are hesitant to take on rookie agents, Cara DeBue and Glenn Newland of Professional Sterling Clark are bucking the trend and throwing everything they have into developing their staff. Known for producing some of the state's best rookies, we got their take on what makes a great culture and how to develop great agents. All right, we're on. Thank you guys, Glenn and Cara, um, for coming in today. Thanks so much. We've just, as always, had a great cracking conversation before hitting record. So we'll get stuck straight into it. Um, first question that I ask everyone, which is what we were just having a little bit of a chat about, is how you guys started your careers in real estate. Um, both of you started pretty young. So, Cara, if you want to kick us off.
1: Uh, yeah, I started in uh, a PA role uh, for a high-performing sales rep, uh, and I worked for that agent for uh, six years. Um got some really good experience on sale to settlement and negotiation and, um, the admin side of sales, which was really good. And after that, um, oh, quite honestly, I didn't want to work nights and weekends so much anymore. And, um, I took more of an administration, um, management role, um, building teams and, um, the kind of the office side, running an office, and um, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that. And from there, uh, about nine years into my real estate journey, I decided that um, business ownership was next for me. And yeah, he, he we Wow, out. I
0: took the plunge. Yeah. Excellent. We'll come back to the business ownership. Glenn, do you want to just quickly give us a rundown on where you came from?
2: Um, yeah. So, so me and Cara are pretty, Opposite personalities. Yeah, um, I came in as a salesperson. I think I was a bit of a, I'm not going to say natural born salesperson, but I was just good with people. Quite yeah. a good talker. I was working retail jobs before I got into this, which were pretty boring. And then I bought my first house. Uh, made some money on that because I bought it in the boom. Mm-hmm. Thought, oh, this is this would be a good thing to get into. And um, yeah, had an opportunity with my father-in-law at the time to get in because he was a real estate agent. So I started up with him. Um, we were a team together. That was in 2008. um, And we built quite a high performing team for Century 21 and then the professionals when we moved over there. Uh, And then once um, he kind of got a bit long in the tooth and decided he was going to get out (laughs) of it, um, I had an opportunity to uh, purchase the office uh, Sterling Clark, which I was working at. Me and Kara sort of met by chance, um, had conversations about our aspirations and then from there rolled on to where we are now, which wow. has, has been an amazing journey.
0: So, Kara, were you at Sterling Clark? Is that how you guys met or?
1: No. So I worked for another professional's office yeah. um, and I've been with professionals my um, real estate career mm-hmm. and um, so I kind of learnt that business and, you um, Sterling Clark and where I previously worked, which was Granger Clarkworth, like sister offices, um, so it was kind of a really smooth transition mm-hmm. um, to go from from one to the other.
0: Yeah, right. Was it the other office you were in Hills Office? You got
1: Sterling Clark's kind of foothills of Perth.
2: Mm, yeah, Sterling Clark is is the foothills, but yeah. Cara wasn't. She was um, a way away.
1: Yeah, more so um, towards the coast, uh, but very similar. Demographic market, um, you know, it's quite high turnover. Um, So yeah, very very similar um, Mm -hmm. sales teams in the size and the you know the demographics of the office. Yeah.
0: So tell me about the transition from, I guess, managing a team to owning a business because it is a, a, you know, fairly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I think we were, um, I guess, really excited, and um, it, it kind of felt. Um, like it was the the right time for us to do that and i've i've um kind of relate my previous um experience to i call it my 10 year long traineeship which was learning um you know everything that i needed to know that i thought was going to prepare me for this big leap um it, it didn't you yeah. you <laughs> think you're ready and and you know you you're never really ready for that um so we've learned a lot yeah. it's it's been an incredible couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, like How long has it been now? Coming up four years. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, are we the people that um, kind of started that? Um, Bright-eyed, bushy tail. Yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> get swiftly knocked into reality when, um, you know, you suddenly are responsible for, um, you know, 35 staff yeah. and making sure that the ship still runs. And I guess there's um, a little bit of pressure there, good pressure, but it can be overwhelming to think that this is a very um you know, long-standing successful business. Mm-hmm. Let's not wreck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're figuring it out.
0: What are some of the bigger challenges that you've faced over the last couple of years, maybe things you weren't anticipating or didn't think about when you took the plunge?
2: I mean, outside of probably the Perth market over yeah. the last four years, I mean, yeah. that, that's an obvious one. Yeah. Um, you know, in hindsight, do you do you buy a, a big business in what is going to be a declining market for four years? <laughs> if you knew that, you'd say, Maybe we'd wait, maybe we'd buy it now. But um, look, it's been a really good platform for us to just do our apprenticeship. You know, yeah. we're four years in now, so I feel like we've done the apprenticeship. We know what we need to do. But yeah, the the major challenges for for both of us is probably just having to deal with not only clients on a such an emotional level when you're selling their houses and dealing with them, but all the staff as yeah. well. Like every every staff member in there is a human being and they come with, you know their own perks but their own challenges as well mm-hmm. so it's i don't know it's that emotional side of things because yeah. you at sterling clark we've we've really worked on a culture that was the, the number one thing we wanted but along with culture comes friendships mm-hmm. you know and you know you're taking everyone else's baggage on board as well yeah so when a staff member has got something happening in their life you you take it on on board yourself yeah. as well and you try and find solutions and you know that's um that was one of those things that I suppose you just can't ever really be prepared for until you do it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's what it's formed in that office is just this amazing team, which, you know, we love. We love going to work. So that's that's cool. Yeah.
1: We had a lot of challenges, um, particularly um, in the sales department, Mm -hmm. um, between like our first kind of – 12 months to two years um we had a couple of reps retire um and we had um, one sadly pass away um a couple go to different agencies and you know our model the model of that business has always been to have a really big sales team yeah and trying to recruit new people and um you know make sure that they have a really good start and that they're well supported um in a uh, yeah declining market that's mm-hmm. it's yeah been huge but um the the family um and you know having that support and things like that is is really special yeah
0: I want to come back to your recruitment but um you mentioned culture a couple of times there and it is something that I wanted to talk to you about because you guys obviously have a really successful office um and it was a really successful office prior to you buying into it but you've maintained that success um so I want to know about the company culture and, and what you've cultivated there and what you think, you know, what is driving that success, why, why you have been so successful. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah double-ended
0: yeah. question, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <that's all> right. <laughs>
2: um, when we've been, oh, I suppose when we've had reps who have left or retired or, or moved on for whatever reason, we knew we needed to get new people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously changes to real estate now means that you can't just um, take anyone and, and just put them in a commission only position Mm -hmm. so we've been really selective with who we've taken on to replace the people that are there so um, if you don't have any sales experience as such it hasn't been a big thing for us like we i suppose what we learned fairly quickly by weeding out some of the people in the you know the office that probably didn't fit the culture that we wanted to grow was that we were just going to recruit just on attitude Mm -hmm. more than anything The people came with the right attitude uh, we knew that we could work with them. You can learn sales. you can learn how to process files and write deals that's that 's just kind of standard stuff, um, but you can 't teach attitude to people so that 's all we 're focused on
0: how do you def- how do you when you first meet someone pick their attitude?
1: you can just tell yeah though. I mean like you, you don 't get it right all the time yeah. but um, you know if you're looking for the characteristics in a person that is going to make them a good sales agent you know what's their follow up like like mm-hmm. are they do they really want to, to do it mm-hmm. because if you don't really really want to do it then um you know you won't you won't last 5 minutes um yeah. you know are you a, a genuinely nice person like yeah. are you quite quite pleasant to deal with and um you know c- can you tell that from your first um kind of conversation with someone i think you can
0: yeah 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 how would you define your culture in that office
2: um <laughs> <laughs> it's look unique I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's unique well I, w- I would say what we've got in there because Typically in a lot of sales offices uh, or the ones that I've been involved in, which honestly is only the two of them, but I do know a lot of other real estate agents as well. Um, and I suppose it's a, it's always been a bit of a dog-eat-dog industry. Mm-hmm. And especially even within offices, there's, you know, there has been that sort of, you don't really share with other people as much. Yeah, it's very kind competitive. Of, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's such a competitive thing when you're a commissioned salesperson. So that's where we've tried to change it. Yeah. We've we've worked so hard on. Hey, if you list a property, it's like a, it's almost like an office listing. Yeah, you know, you, we share,
1: yeah. and um, you know, we, we caravan everyone's stock. Um, you know, there's no. Um, oh no, it's mine, and I'm not gonna. I don't want your buyer coming through, mm-hmm. and I don't want a conjunct. Like that's just not tolerated. Yeah. Um, you know, if one wins, we all win. Yeah. Um, and that's it's. Um, not normal for a sales um, department to be like that. Yeah, it's
0: funny we had Sean and Jenny Hughes from Real Coastal in here, and they have a really high performing team, and with exactly that same attitude of they they do their caravanning together. They you know the te- it's a it's a strong team where they all support each other and they're all very open. So it seems to be obviously it works in that regard.
2: And it's I mean we've we've had to move people on who are high performing salespeople. Yeah, uh, but. They didn't fit the culture, yeah. And we knew they were upsetting, you know, the apple cart. We've had other really high-performing agents come to us and ask us for positions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, these are people that, if you look at your, if you look at your sales board, you know they're going to have a huge impact every mm-hmm. month. Um, but we've just had to, you know, pass them up, yeah, just because you know that person, you know where they've come from. They might have moved three or four times in the last six years, so you know there's a there's obviously a challenge with that person. So. You've got to just pass them up. Yeah. It hurts you on the bottom line. Yeah. But it's it's part of what we're trying to build. You know, you, you bring in one bad apple into the bunch and then what happens is you, you lose a few good ones. Yeah. Because they say, well, hang on, this is not, you know, this is not the culture which I, I want to be in. Yeah. So they leave. So we've just had to make that decision. Um, You know, and it, I suppose it's a great expense because, you know, like any mm-hmm. office right now, sales don't come freely and easily. So if a, a million-dollar rider comes and says, hey, you know, can I join your team? You, you, <laughs> really, <say no. laughs> you really want to say yes, but you can't. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that something that you've learned? Is that something like you guys are both pretty young and to be in the position that you're in. So is that something that you started off with thinking about when you first bought the business? Or have you learned to, you know, and then how do you stick to that? Um, how do you stick to that, oh, I guess? It's
1: very simple. Like we both have... Um, I guess, better things to be doing than putting out fires all the time. Yeah. And if we're being reactive to, you know, this person's got a problem with this person or that person stole my lead or whatever it is, that's not productive mm-hmm. um, for for anyone. And that's not that's not what I want to be doing every day. That's not what Glenn wants to be doing every day. So we were pretty clear from the beginning, you know, did we, you know, know what we were doing as far as, um, you know, taking on a new business? Well, not, not really, but we knew what we wanted our day-to-day to to look like and what we wanted to spend our time doing and, um, you know, wanted to be kicking goals, not putting out fires. Mm -hmm. And so if you um, can kind of um, get that clear vision um, and express that to everybody that this is what we're aiming for. Like we want everyone to come in and have a really good time working here and really get along and, um, you know, help each other out and just have some joy along yeah. the way rather than it being a grind all the time. Yeah. So we were pretty clear on that mm-hmm. right from the beginning and sometimes you lose sight of it. Like sometimes you're thinking, oh, you know, I like think it's hard or, yeah. you know. it's a
0: down market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And maybe we, you know, maybe we should have, um, you know, taken on that person to help that or whatever. But if, if you're really true to the person that you want to be, mm-hmm. um, then a lot of those decisions make themselves because it's just whether or not that fits with yeah. what you signed up for.
2: Yeah. Mm. And we know that, that that comes from the top, that comes from us. Yeah. And it probably goes back to the very start as well where I had opportunities to buy the business with other people. Um, before I had the conversations with Cara. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of knew that the fit was never going to be right. Yeah. And like our um, you know characteristics weren't going to work in. I suppose when I met Cara and and um, and Josh as well, uh, I just knew the two of them that these are people I want to be in business with. These are, these are people that I'll trust and I'll have my back through mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that was a decision we both made when we met each other and went into business. Um, and I suppose that's a decision we make all the time when we hire new people. It's yeah. like who's gonna be with us through thick and thin here? Yeah. Because it is, it's it's a thin market right now. It's like mm-hmm. it's so you want all those people that are, I don't know, kind of showing their loyalty and sort of remaining with us and, you know, doing the hard yards with us. Mm-hmm. They're the people that we say, Hey, when this thing takes off again. Um, and we want to grow bigger and do more things and expand, then, you know, these are the people that we've got to work with and, and uh, you know, we we know we're going to reward them with the people that we've got in our office now who are still performing well. They're all ambitious people, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be sales reps forever, not all of them. So we've got, you know, we're growing the next crop of, of business owners, I suppose, for professionals as well.
0: Yeah. What's your process like when you take a rookie on in, in the office? Because you've you've had some really successful rookies. Obviously, Michael, we spoke to him Earlier in the year was Rookie of the Year last year. Um, so, what what's the process like in in taking someone that has no real estate experience and turning them into superstars?
1: Well, I think um, like firstly, um, we can't discredit it's it's them. it's a hundred percent them. Um, I don't I don't know that it's um, so much. The process. If you have the right person, they're they're going to make it. Um, but we try to just make sure that um, those pain points for um, for rookies, <coughs> excuse me, or people getting into the industry are uh, just kind of made that little bit easier. That mm-hmm. kind of um, the dropout rate is so high, and what are the reasons for that? You know, um, it can be really lonely um, when you're trying to get started, and you just don't know if. What you're doing is the right thing, or um, you know, can I keep going? It's it's like a constant reassurance, I guess, yeah. um, and just ha- um, handling their um, the emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. um, because it's um, and I think every rookie um, or well, not even rookie, every person, um, like even even us, some days it's like wow. I don't know what I'm doing here. This yeah. is this is tough. Like I like, you know, and so having having that support there for them and just reassurance. It's like, okay, you know what? You lost that deal. Or um, you know, you you went out prospecting and you had the door slammed in your face fifty times. Like, yeah, okay. What are we gonna do tomorrow? You yeah. know, just kind of keep keeping them on track and just making sure that they're really well supported and that they have what they need mm-hmm. um to to get the result. Yeah.
2: Mm. And speaking to other business owners, I know that like good business owners out there are doing the same thing as what we're doing right now is that you are aware that with, with limited sales coming, you are literally just going to have to give up, you know, your own income yeah. so that your rookies can make it through right now. Like, yeah. I know there's there'll be business owners out there who say, well, I've got to make sure that I survive and I make it. And that's, of course, we all have to. But if you're going to bring on new people and especially if you're going to have to sort of pay them as well, mm-hmm. like – You've got a real obligation to that person to give them every opportunity to get through, yeah. which means just giving them giving them leads, giving yeah. them listings, like giving them ones that you know, hey, this, this is gonna be a bit of a plum and they're gonna be able to get this under their belt, they're gonna get some good experience and some good confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, like as there's, there's so much more than to just giving someone a desk get a fire. Yeah. Like, here you go, here yeah. you go, door knocking now. Um it's that's a lot of time and money invested into rookies. Um mm-hmm. and that's that's why we're really I suppose selective now about who we bring on as well, yeah, because that is a big investment from us. And um, it's it's not just money investment; it is so much time. time and yeah. So,
0: is it a conscious thing for you guys to continue doing that though? Because lots of business business people and owners and you know principals and whatever at this time in the in this market with the award and the minimum wage would just say, well, it's not. I'm not going to bring on any rookies now. I'm only look, bring
1: understandable in, from, yeah. a, from a business point of view. That's a challenge, 100%. Yeah. But where is the future of the industry if we're not doing that? Yeah. You know, like where is the marketplace going to get their um, professional advice from mm-hmm. if, if we're not creating that, um, you know, for, for the next five years, 10 years, 50 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's um, a duty of ours um, to make sure that the, I guess, next um, generation that, that us of 10 years ago are going to make it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Have the opportunity and the support.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that probably leads us onto your, uh, other project, I guess the property performance stars, which I wanted to ask you guys about, because it's something um, that I've seen pop up a little bit on social media. And I know you guys are doing a podcast. So I just wanted to, I guess, ask about what it's all about. Um, what led you to, to do it and where it's going?
1: It's a huge passion project um, of ours. Uh, it's um, kind of just starting to, I guess, get out there. It's It's been there for a long time for us. Just, I guess, um, the model that we've uh, been working on, um, bringing people into our business, both in sales and property management and also administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of... Um, harnessing that and and sharing the story of uh, what we did and um, what our plans are and and if you really are passionate about um, the the industry and being a part of that in the future, then kind of jump on board and hopefully there's an avenue for you to be able to to learn um, and get the training and the support that you need mm, awesome mm,
2: and I suppose getting into real estate at the start as well. Um, I'm a bit of a people person, yeah, and and Cara is too, and so we. The idea of of um, performance stars was that we could actually just give back and help people, and and I've before um, we bought the business, I sort of had rookies that I worked with as well, and they've grown into top performing agents now, yeah, uh, and now Cara and I are doing that with our office, and our rookies are coming up, but we're so honest with our rookies. Mm. On, on yeah. what they need to do to to get in, and I suppose that's that's one of the things which people, you know, you watch Million Dollar Listing, and you think, oh, it's all going to be you know, it's all going to be Hollywood,
0: <laughs> BMWs um, so, and Range Rovers, and yeah,
2: yeah, just just making sure that everyone was aware of you know what is expected of this industry now if you are going to be a high performing agent, yeah, um, yeah, and I've had a few of my mates join the industry and have done really well, but you know they knew they knew exactly what was going to be involved. And and that's, I suppose, if we can get that message out to all the people up and coming, um, the, the ones who maybe within themselves know that they don't have the passion for it won't get into it and mm-hmm. waste six months of their life. Yeah, um, But those people who are passionate about it, which are the people I think we're digging up now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, can give it a crack and be successful.
0: What do you outline to them? We were talking, obviously, before we started recording about the property, uh, sorry, the, the million dollar listing and the block and how real estate is becoming a little more glamorous. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe, you know, when we were coming through school, it wasn't really a career that people talked about or, um, was offered as something that was really attractive. Um, and often it's a second career for people. So what, what, what are some of the things that you guys outline, you know, is going to be required in that first year of, or two or three?
1: We definitely talk a lot about, um, I guess when we were, um, Earning our stripes, I guess, and um, what was required of us. um, Because I guess um, it's expected that if you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, that you're going to go and um, do a tertiary education, you're going to study really hard, and um, then you're going to be an intern or whatever it is. And real estate, from a training point of view, to actually get registered, um, you can do that in two weeks. Yeah. Um, So you get your ticket and, okay, great, you can go sell houses, but but are you prepared to be dealing with someone's biggest asset? Mm-hmm. So, so, no, that takes years to, like anything, to master your craft. Yeah. Um, so I guess explaining that to people that, you know, for those, um, you know, six to ten years that you are standing in home opens and... You know, qualifying buyers and negotiating deals, um, or on the property management side, um, you know, even even that is becoming more and more negotiation um, and less, um, I guess, admin based. Mm-hmm. Um, so explaining that journey that yes you are going to be working nights and weekends how is your family feeling about that um you know what are you going to be sacrificing because mm-hmm. they're there to be successful there is sacrifice and just kind of really trying to get that that point across that yeah. you do have to invest back in yourself for training and um you know, it's not just going to work nine to five. If you're not putting back into yourself um, the, you know, the qualities and, and all the extras, then, um, you know, how can you expect to be at that level at yeah. any point? Yeah.
2: Mm, and we we ran an in-house training session on it yesterday on, on basically handling rejection. Yeah. You know, because it's such a huge part of, of this job. Yes. And, you know, my first four years of real estate, I I pretty much did nothing but knock on doors. Mm -hmm. And I think when I say that to people, they don't actually believe that I did it. No, they don't. You know, they think, (laughs) oh, yeah, you say that, but maybe you didn't, you know. Maybe you did a year. But it's not. It was was just solid database building for four years and getting my name out there. And that's my apprenticeship, you know. That is my university degree that I did right there. And if you do that, then you get yourself to a position where you can earn the same as your doctor or your lawyer, mm-hmm. you know. But those people that watch Million Dollar Listing and think, oh, you beauty, I'll just buy a nice car and a nice suit and I'll jump straight in and do it. Yeah. Um, they learn really quick. They, they get, you know, we, we find out pretty quick who those people are. Yeah,
1: And I guess just having that conversation from the beginning, are you prepared to mm-hmm. knock on doors for four years? Yeah. Because if, if you're not, then this is just not for you. Yeah. I think there's
0: maybe a lot of, um, you know, business owners or people like yourselves who aren't, you know, as responsible in giving that message, maybe I had someone contact me the other day who wanted me to um, run Facebook ads for him. He'd been in the industry for six weeks and he said, I need you to generate me leads. And I said, I, I'm not taking your money. I'm just not because you need to get on the phone. You know, like I I feel like there's not, um, not everyone's as responsible as you guys in in putting that message out and, you know.
2: Yeah, I can imagine there would be so many people who would come into the industry as well. But maybe they could be a superstar, but they just don't get the support. Yeah, that, the you know, training they needed. Um because uh, up until the um the industry changed the way we've got to pay people, then you could just put someone in a seat and if they made it, they made it, and if they didn't, they didn't, you, it was it yeah. didn't as a business owner it didn't make that much difference to yeah. you if they did or they didn't. Um but now I feel like business owners are forced to be responsible. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. They, they really have to make sure that if you're bringing someone in, you're, you're 100% accountable for that person. Yeah. You need to make sure that they are doing the right things and uh, you need to be managing them really well, um, which is what we try to do in the office as well.
0: How do you guys differentiate yourself too um, from your competitors either, um, both your competitors, I guess, in the real estate game, in sales and PM, but also when you are recruiting um, good salespeople or rookies? How, you know, what are those?
1: I love this question. <laughs> um I make a point, and I like. I guess um, m- the beginning of um, my career, networking wasn't a huge part of that for me. Glenn did a lot of networking, still does. Um, talks to a lot of other agents. talks to talks to a lot of other business owners. I kind of live in a little bit of a bubble um, where, I, like, I don't get out much, and it is the best thing ever because yeah. I I make a point of not comparing myself to other agencies. Um, and people say, oh, you know, what are you doing different to other agencies, I'd have absolutely no idea. I I don't work in another office to know how they run. I know we're different but all I focus on is what is going on in my four walls and if my people are happy and we're doing deals and um, gaining new managements and keeping the clients happy and having joy in that experience, then the competition really like great good, good luck to them yeah. uh, you know i wish the same um but but what we're doing versus what they're doing it's not what it's about for yeah. us
0: yeah how do you guys um split your roles it sounds like obviously glenn you're, you're selling mm-hmm. um whereas Kara, you're very much more internally focused is that
1: correct yeah it was um it was really easy uh for us i guess because we have totally different strengths yeah. so um glenn like he has a gift with selling like sales he's just um like master salesperson no question um i i I don't (laughs) like I haven't sold um as many properties as he has I don't have the experience that he does um I get it on a theoretical level like I have done it but um it's definitely not my strength like it is his Mm -hmm. um I'm very um I guess systemized the the process is um really what gets me excited um and and making that process really efficient and um enjoyable for all parties mm-hmm. um agents included um property managers included so um i guess it was it was easy um because glenn was always going to be the person that um, was responsible for sales mm-hmm. and um i guess my um management role is more about putting the right people in the right places to get the right result yeah yeah have you guys sorry glenn
2: Yeah, no, it's all right um yeah I, I was fortunate enough with cara as well because i'm my personality is not a, a bad cop. I don't play that role very well. Yeah, and look, I and, do. <laughs> and, and I, I suppose when you're going to be running an office, you know, um, I'm more inclined to sort of just, you know, want to be friends with everyone, and yeah. I suppose that's what's made me successful in sales. Mm-hmm. So don't really lose my cool too much or anything like I'm not saying you do, Cara, mm-hmm. but a little, a little bit, but you know, obviously, there's times when you need a bit more of a heavy hand on things just to get things done. Yeah. It's just not a natural role for me. Yeah, um, so. I knew that was never going to be a strength of mine if I was a business owner. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to uh, recruiting, getting people, you know, the right people into the into the business, um, I thought I could do that fairly well, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we've recruited quite well. I've um, gone and dug up good people um, and still just, I suppose, I've never been driven by money either. So the idea of giving away leads to rookies just to get them started it's like hey we know it's a long-term investment in the business yeah to make sure these people are successful yeah um so yeah i just i feel that my role in the business and Cara's are so polar opposite but Mm -hmm. it just couldn't work if it was any other way yeah like if we're the same personality i I don't think it would have the same sort of effect in the office
1: we don't really overlap or clash in any if i need um to consult with Glenn or handball to Glenn or vice versa, then it's, it's pretty clear like what areas um, or what problems go to who. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah if, it's, okay. if it's anything to do with paperwork,
1: <laughs> you know, just, might, well to, might as well yeah. give it to reception if Cara's not here. <laughs> what are your,
0: do you have big plans for the business? Yeah, the, of course. When the, when, the bus, when the, you know, market finally turns?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, even if it doesn't turn, uh, I suppose.
1: Yeah. It, it really, I mean, it, it makes everyone's life easier, that's yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it comes with with its own challenges. You know, if it, change is inevitable. Um, but, yeah, of course, I think um, this was just never going to be, um, okay, we'll just buy this office and Roll in on. 30 years we'll retire and <laughs> happy days. Um, you know, it, it was just really the beginning. Yeah. Um, just like a huge beginning but um yeah it's it's only the start yeah. can
0: i ask you mentioned earlier on that um you were always going to be focused on being a sales office rather than a, a pm office um which is different to uh, you know a lot of the i guess advice going around in the market at the moment is that pm is you know your bread and butter is that still your focus or the
1: business when we took over it had always been a predominantly sales office yeah. um still had a sizable rent roll and thank goodness yeah. um because if not for that then yeah it would it would have been really really difficult yeah um so we've we're focused on building the rent roll have yeah. been for for a while now so we've had some really good organic growth i don't think i'll ever buy another rent roll ever yeah um but the We have um, some real strength in business development um, and our property management team now, um, because that space has seen dramatic change Mm -hmm. as well over the last few years. And the upskilling required um, for property managers has has been huge. And luckily for us, um, we have a really solid, solid team. They're they're amazing. I I don't mm-hmm. know how they how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. In, in honesty, um, so yeah, the last few years we've had organic growth of over 250 properties, which yeah, is right. amazing. Yeah. Um, so when we hit um, 500 properties, I said, "That's great. Now I want to double it." Yeah. Um, so yeah it's definitely um the security of the business and it's a huge part of what we do and there's a really nice relationship now between sales and property management yeah. so there's a lot of cross referrals going on uh, like the, it's one team yeah. they all need to work together so it's really um not a sales versus pm office they both have value and they both have equal value mm-hmm. and kind of i guess um balancing the two um, now is is more important than ever Mm -hmm. so it's just having a well-rounded business i think rather than a well-rounded sales or property management business and there's some businesses that just focus on property management and there are others that are sales only and those if you're if you're good at one thing then stick with that we're Mm -hmm. just fortunate that we have a team of people that are good at everything. Yeah. Um there's definitely more room for, you know, we would love to expand into other areas um as well. Um but yeah, later down the track, obviously.
2: Yeah, and I've I've got friends that have got officers as well and they've been predominantly well, they have just been sales officers. Yeah. And you're looking now that they are acquiring rent roles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just with the way it is now, even even the top sales people in the state, if you are running a sales only office, it's tough. Mm. It's really tough. Hence, so many offices closing their doors. Yes. So yeah, you know, thank God that's you know, Kara has really put all her effort into building that property management team in there as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they are they're a really well oiled machine. Are you looking they're at a great group?
0: The same uh, characteristics in your PM team that you'd look at in your for your salespeople?
1: Okay, it's a, it, it is a different beast altogether. Yeah. Um the skill set I, I do believe um salespeople um the strength is more so in dealing with people and less so in um the administration. We yeah. have sales admin support for that reason and they're amazing. They're all yeah. qualified um salespeople that work as administrators. Um, so they're really well supported. Whereas property management, you actually have to have both. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be good with people, not in a sense that you want to be everyone's friend, because obviously you do have to have a harshness about you that you're, you know, you're enforcing legislation, and um, that can be be tricky. Um, but the you you must be organized. You must be on the ball. You know, you your um, processes, your procedures, your checklists have to be on point at all times. Yeah. Um, so getting that. Back Balance um, between good with people and clerical is um yeah, really oh. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um
0: my last question for you guys is um I guess advice for people who are looking to get started in real estate um, from a couple of almost veterans, <laughs> great <Actually>. recruiters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not old enough to be a veteran. <laughs>
0: What qualifies for someone as a veteran? Ten plus years? Oh, no. oh
1: is it? Okay, well, I am a <laughs> You started young.
0: Yeah. What is what, what's the, what's some advice you would?
2: Yeah, if if for anyone who is coming to get into the industry right now, I mean, like, I will answer the sales side, I mm-hmm. suppose, and I can answer the PM side, maybe. If you are thinking about getting into a sales career now, um, first and foremost, if you don't like people, I would say don't <laughs> bother. I said because right now you. There is in the current market. There is so much more. Oh, sorry, so many more people that I suppose not only need to sell their house, but almost need life coaching yeah, as well. need a like therapist. There is a lot of people out there who are just in a really tough situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be so much more than a salesperson. Yeah, um, you've got to give them good, honest advice. And half the time, the honest advice that you're giving them is not going to benefit your pocket in any mm-hmm. way. You know, mm-hmm. quite often. It is if it's a single mum in a house and, you know, she's thinking of selling. You say, well, you've always got to give them the advice. Like, well, if you can hold on to it, hold on to it because you might find it hard to get back into the marketplace. I mean, that's that's a tough thing to say for a commissioned salesperson who is yeah. not going to get paid for that that deal. Or you, you might think about putting it to rental because you're not, not going to be able to cover your, more, um, your payments anyway if you sell the house. So right. um, you've got to be a people person. And coming along with that is that just be aware that, you're probably not going to see any sort of sizable paycheck for a few years. You know, mm-hmm. You're know, you going to get paid um, the award. Yeah. And if you can do better than the award in your first few years, you're doing really, really well. And we've got, you know, rookies who have been around three years now and, and are doing okay, but, you know, they're still not killing it. Um, whereas I think if it was a really good market, those rookies would be absolutely killing it yeah. right now. But yeah. I don't think there's many... New agents in the industry right now who are absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. They're just surviving. Yeah. Um, have some money behind you. You know, you've really got to have some money, some sort of support. You know, if you were just scraping by right now in your current job and thinking about making the the change into real estate, you've really got to have a look at that. Um, be flexible with your time. Make sure that your family, if you've got a family, know exactly what you know what you're going into. Yeah. It almost needs to be an interview with with the agent looking at coming in. Um, and their partner yeah. as well, so that everyone's on the same board here. Because like we, you are going to be doing late nights, you're going to be doing weekends, you're going to be doing really long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and if things aren't right at home, then they're never going to be right at work. Yeah. So yeah, if if your partner is unaware of the commitment you're about to take, then yeah, that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds it's not all negative. Like it, it sounds negative. I know that was a <laughs> edit
1: that, that was heavy.
2: Edit that three minutes. <laughs> you can insert some of the positive stuff. <laughs> Um, You get to... Eyes wide open though, Glenn. Absolutely. And and I suppose that's when we do an interview with someone, that's what we need people to know. Yes, But the upside of it is that like without sounding cheesy, real estate cheesy, like you literally get to help people change their lives. Mm -hmm. Like you help them make decisions um, and you send them down avenues that they didn't know existed and you, you get to fix their problems for them in some respect. Yeah. So I mean that's that's great. That's stuff I was never going to be able to do if I was working a retail job. Yeah. Um, but you know it comes with a big responsibility, which you know you take home sometimes. You end up going home and you know bounce stuff off your partner and say, "Oh, this situation came up. You know, how how can I fix this?" And you know it's it is a big responsibility. You're, mm-hmm. you're helping people with big decisions, but. Um, yeah, you got to make sure you're leading them down the right path as well. And sometimes that doesn't even come, like what to do with those situations. You don't even learn until you're three or four or five years in Yeah. until you've uh, been through it a few times.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Kara. anything to add? Yeah, yeah um, I think definitely kind of doing your research and being prepared and knowing what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to, and I can't stress it enough, have the plan and -hmm. and the goal and um like you know did I know at the beginning like my first real estate job like most people I fell into it um and I then fell in love with it um did I did I know when I was 19 that I wanted to own a real estate office no no not really but a couple of years in I I 100% did and Mm -hmm. it was like okay how can I make that happen? And what do I have to do? And the the grind and um, the the persistence. You must be so persistent. And then whether that's a sales role or a management role, um, you have to just kept, keep going yeah. um, and kind of have that real drive. Um, so, yeah. If, you, if you're kind of not self-motivated and driven by nature, um, this probably isn't, isn't the right career for you. And it's a career. This is not something that you, um, you do to just pay the bills and work nine to five. It is a lifestyle. It can be kind of um, real estate can be all-consuming. Um, you know, it's you. You do take it home. with You you live and breathe it. These these are your people, um, whether that be your clients or your staff, um, and you you need to know where you are going to fit in that. And I guess that's where our our um, property performance stars stuff comes in because we want to find the next sort of business owners. Um, and because I, I know when we started, um, there's not a lot of people kind of. I was 29 when I started my business ownership journey. There's not many 29-year-olds doing that mm. uh, in our space, mm-hmm. so it um, can be can be lonely. This this industry can be lonely, and yeah. your, your friends are you know going out on the weekends, and you, you you're just not. Um, so just kind of being aware and on your on your path and and finding your circle of influence and. And um, I guess leaning on them Mm -hmm. to give you the support that you need. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. What a great way to end. This has been really, really interesting, guys. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, your office grow and flourish and many more amazing rookies coming out of it.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: so much for your time. Cheers. That's it for this episode. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions. So hit me up on Instagram on Jess at crib. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend.